Blog Talk Radio. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know tonight you got faith. In your trial, in your test, in your hard time. Good evening. I'm host Hezekiah L. Montgomery, host of The Man in the Mirror. I'm excited again tonight because this month is my favorite holiday of the year month, Christmas, and I've dedicated this month to women of power. Our second guest this month is S. Monique Smith-Pershing, author of I Am the Ancestor. But before we start tonight's show, I'm going to bring on our lovely special co-host for this evening, and that is Miss Michelle Johnson. Let's welcome Nichelle back to the man and the mirror. Welcome, Nichelle. Thank you. Thank you, Hezekiah. I am super excited for today's guest. Um, it's someone I know personally, and I'm just excited to get into it. Excellent. Now, before we bring our, our special friend, Miss Monique, along, let me just give you some brief information about her so we can just have time to bring her right on. S. Monique Smith-Person is a mother, friend, and dynamic businesswoman. She works hard at whatever she does. She's very energetic, and every time I see her, I always wonder where she gets all this energy from. I can see God working through her regardless of what her circumstances are. She's a people person. She's a God-fearing woman. And when God gives her a task to do, she does not back down to it. She goes full force. Now, undeniably, the face of missing children everywhere. But Symboli Monique Smith, also known as Monique, is the founder of Known as Monique Foundation and Inc., a nonprofit organization after spending nearly 32 years on earth surviving a child of severe abuse and being blessed with her own children, Monique stumbled upon some shocking news that would drive anyone to take their life. She did not exist. And without, without any further ado, we will welcome Miss Monique Smith-Person. Welcome only to the man in the mirror. Wow, thank you. Thank you for such an awesome introduction, Hezekiah. And again, as well, uh, Michelle, thank you. Thank you for um, allowing me the opportunity and the, the platform and um, still hanging in there with the girl after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It's easy. <laughs> Excellent. Now, I have just a few questions. I know Nichelle's going to have some questions for you because you are such a dynamic person, you have such a dynamic story. And, um, and we're just going to get right into it. I'm that type of person. I like to get right into it so we can um, get keep everything moving. My favorite line is, let's keep this train moving. Now, Monique, I read some of your book, and I'll be honest, I didn't get to finish it, but I will because I'm loving what I've read so far. And and I put a little bits of pieces on our event page so people will just, you know, just to give them that little nook just to um, want to listen to the show. Just briefly, if you can, because I know it's a lot, 
to tell us about the beginnings of what you know or even don't know. And I'll say briefly because I do want my listening audience to purchase your book. So just give us the beginnings of you. Um, it's it's really um, a difficult process, I guess, for people to grasp and understand. Um, it was a shocker to me um, when it all kind of unfolded. And what I mean by that is as a child, I was, you know, not the favorite. The love wasn't there. What I saw, you know, amongst my neighbors and, and you know, friends in school versus television, it was it was nothing like I'd lived. And as you're growing up, obviously as a child you you don't know. And when you hear other people complain, I fell into, you know, that life of complaint too. You know, so when I experienced uh hardship because of the abuse and I'd often been surrounded you know, by other people who complained, I just thought it was really like a part of life. But the mental part just didn't get me, and I could only, you know, um, apply that as God's gift to me. Um, there's so many times that I've shared my story and people say to me, oh, my gosh, like I would not have been able to live through that, or, you know, I probably would be in an insane asylum. Um, and, and I guess, again, being a child, I didn't know at the time that, you know, God shielded you know, me with, just, I guess, looking back at it now, I'm surprised that I survived. And when I got older, you know, trying to pursue a career, and it just, you know, every time I turn around, I try to get documentation on myself. It, it was always a requirement, and I was always met with harsh words and, and you know, just a butt attitude. And it didn't dawn on me until I was graduated from Web Women's Entrepreneurs of Baltimore. And it kind of forced me to reach out and work with some of the municipals, like uh, the Board of Education, Department of Social Services, just so I could actually retrieve documentation that I assumed she was using. And this was the woman who raised me. And that's when my world was shattered because as the mailing started coming in, there were different names. So the name on my social security number was not the same name that's on the school records, nor was it on the documents that were a baptismal. So that's when it kind of like all kind of came apart that I'm looking at these people like they weren't connected, nor were I. So it was it was hard because I've always, like you said, thank you again for noticing my energy and myself to live, like I just wanted to live and, you know, be a great, you know, mom, a great person to people. Um, and I don't look at what happened to me as a child to be um, the nurturer, the giver, um, this mom, because, you know, I was abused, so I'm going to have, you know, not abuse my children. Um, I, I can't marry those two things together. So, again, I look at all the blessings that God provided me. Um, so, yes, I, I discovered that I'm walking amongst the world as an identity that this lady has created for me, and thus the name of my foundation, um, known as Monique. Excellent, excellent. 
Now, I'm going to still back up a little bit because I'm so intrigued with this story. And I read, I got to the part, it says, you know, doing some research, it says when you got tired of what was going on in your home, you tried running away. And what happened with that experience? Because you're going to laugh at this, you know. But I remember, you know, being a baby in my house, you know, I got tired of some stuff, and I'm like, I'm trying to run away. So I had packed my bags, and not too many people know about this, or packed the bag and tried hiding from my mother. But these mothers have this intrigued sense of knowing what's going on. But, yeah, you know, I got in trouble because she found a bag. So in your story, uh, you got tired of what was going on in your home and you tried running away. Please tell us, you know, what happened. To me, I was um, I was I was met with pain. Anyone I was connected to, it was always um, I was met with just hurt. It was there was no love, and I knew that it had to be more. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't put my hand on it. But I I just had to get away. And ironically, I devised a plan that one day I was you know, working, and, you know, she just finished yelling at me, and um, I just couldn't take it. And um, I used to, might as well say, modern-day slavery. I used to work for uh, a company that she worked at at, at late at night. And so after school, we would kind of go and uh, do the janitorial services at, you know, some of the commercial buildings downtown. And I think, you know, I kind of whispered to one person or said something, and these this building had these huge glass doors, and I remember every night I kept saying on the outside of that door, on the, you know, once I get across that door, on the outside of that door, you know, I can start a new life. And I was young. I mean, I was very, very young, but I knew that I had to get away. And one night I was just walking, and I saw that door. And mm-hmm. I just imagined that I, all of my energies had to be to get to that door. And she, you know, uh, it became aware that I attempted to leave, and all I remember is is basically just waking up, probably from being you know beat to a pole inside of a, a janitorial closet with you know with the chemicals <clears throat> that were in there, and um, I th- that built more fear in me not to attempt to do that again. Wow. So running away from fear. And it just seems like every time I ran away to save myself or attempted to run away to save myself, you know, I I kind of always ran back into more um, devastation, pain, hurt, abuse. It was it was mm. very. And and I guess looking back at it again as a child, you miss these things, but you know, it it still breaks my spirit to know that people saw um, the aftermath of what happened. And I know no one said anything to anybody. No one never reported to the, to the authorities. No one addressed her about it. They never even talked to me about it again. Those are role players to me because I think even in today's time, there are children that are being abused or um, that people know and they don't do anything about it. They don't, even if you want to call anonymously um, to turn an individual in, People just they they just do don't do anything. So they're role players to me. You've uh, basically have taken part in the abuse. I I believe that myself because 
all of us who have have been to school and study psychology, it reminds me of the Kitty Genovese story that you always study about a young lady getting raped in New York City in a park. But there were people out there looking in the windows, but nobody said anything. You know, when it, when you talk about that, it was not none of my business or, you know, I don't want to get involved. And that's the whole class discussion on that. And that just, that just came to my mind as you were saying, you know, talking to people always say, well, I don't want to get involved. Or you, they don't want, you know, if they, the person finds out, they may feel that they're going to get hurt. But it's too many people, too many of us today, I want to say too many of us today will just look the other way instead of okay. almost being a good Samaritan and say, hey, what can I do to help or can I just say something? At least you plan to seed somewhere for somebody to take notice because sometimes it just takes a seed, you know, an awareness, yeah. as you say, for somebody to turn yeah. around and say, hey, look. Now, we can't be like, you know, that story in New York where everybody's, you know, there were some of the people actually looking out the window and seeing it, but nobody said anything. Exactly. And, Monique. I just wanted to um, elaborate on this role players thing. I think that's an, an actually a very good um, name to to call these people because they did actually play a role in you continuing in this uh, um, cycle of abuse. So the question I wanted to really ask is, um, or for you to elaborate more on that because when I was reading your book and and in talking to you, I mean the the quote unquote role players, they were massive. It was many of them. You're talking about school family members from you know the woman's family, just a lot of people who kind of knew something was wrong but said nothing. And I just wanted you to elaborate on just how many people, you know. That that were role players in this situation. How many people there were, or kinds of people? Yeah, there there are thousands and thousands of people who allow this to happen. And let me give you bring you up to speed, I guess, to today's time because what happened to me started in uh, 1960. But you got to remember, Release Your Wood is still missing. And she's, you know, went missing in D.C. And um, it's it's really sad because I saw the media display um, who failed her uh, because, again, she was with her, her biological mother, her biological grandmother. Um, her, you know, there was other relatives. Um, and once the media hit and, and the police department started their investigation, you noticed all of the comments of the loving, caring people who were role players because, again, the teachers who loved her, they shared, you know, oh, she was very bright, she was educated, but I knew that, you know, because of a bruise here, she was neglected here, she was hungry here, I brought her lunch there. Uh, The after-school program, they did the same exact thing. Um, The social worker, remember, there were multiple complaints about the neglect that actually happened um, to her. Uh, the a complex in which they live um, also had several reports about, you know, the nuisance, the noise, uh, the poor way that they had um, neglected the children and had taken care of the place that they were at. Now, this is just one child when there are millions of children 
and again, I know that this this is so huge. It's it's, it's something that you know is so it's larger than anything that I could ever imagine, and that's that's what happens with the role plan. So even in my case, if this woman, whom I retrieved microfilmed materials from her getting a social security number, was properly questioned. When she lost the card and went two years later to get a replacement card, you get the same number, but you have to fill out another application. Her name changed from one document to the next. My date of birth changed from one document to the next. So the individual who took the first application was a role player because she didn't get proper information from this woman. The second, two years later, the same happened. They never matched the application, and I I have the the original uh, or or authentic copies of as well as social security records to show the inconsistency. So just like when I was enrolled in a school, it took that one woman who said, "Oh baby, well don't worry about it. Go ahead, let's, let's put her in the, in the kindergarten. You just bring me back mm-hmm. the next week." And little do do they know that they actually played a role in the abduction. Wow. That, you know, so if I go back, if I, you know, if it was a way for me to go back and say, you know what, I'm going to file, you know, a claim against the, the the federal government. You know, these are employees. It's their sole responsibility. You became, you know, a robot. You just ate it in a bed and, see, and they don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it's you good and help and, you know, and turn the other eye like, oh, my gosh, these people, they come in here all the time. They get their paperwork. Here you go, Mr. Go ahead, go ahead. And, and my abuse mate would not have happened for so many years. So that's and I think, and I think one of the things I actually I just posted in the um, the chat room, and I was saying defining kind of role players. But one of the definitions I gave was strangers on the street. Who and and I think that you know that's something that all of us can personally. We we may not have that going on in our family. We may not have it, you know, going on where where we see on a daily basis. But if we see something strange on the street, how many times have you know we just turned the other way or like um, uh, Hezekiah was saying, just it's not my business. Let me stay. I don't want to get involved. Or just turned and looked the other way when we saw, you know, some child crying and trying to get away and, you know, the parent, you know, or who we thought was the parent screaming, like, we don't really know. So how many times have we done that? It's it's huge when you really, that's why I was saying that even, you know, I'm not attempting to save the world. It's just about, you know, awareness is key, but prevention Actually, it lasts a lifetime. Exactly. And I appreciate those those um, questions, Michelle. Most definitely, I appreciate those. Okay, next question. You're doing all you can. And you are very tired in your life. And I, when I heard, when I read that part, I was like, wow. And you lift up your eyes to God and ask him, what are you to do? Elaborate on that for us, please. It's 
um, you know, I'm not being, uh, you know, I wasn't raised in a, a, a church environment or, you know, a spiritual environment. And, um, you know, he's, he's here. I know without he, there is no me. Um, and, um, I've, like I said, I've never had a headache. I've never had a menstrual cramp. I've never had, like, a sinus. I've no medical problems whatsoever. And, you know, to me, me asking God, like, you know, what am I to do, it was more or less that he laid a path for me and I walked line by line, corner by corner, street by street. I mean, because there was nothing one had ever instilled in me. So my whole existence is, existence to me is is living off the strength of those you know words. What am I to do? And basically, it was just to exist. I struggle even now, surprisingly, and I know Michelle can uh, probably can test it. Is the word resilience <laughs> to me when the outside world would say, "Oh my gosh, you know what you endured. Oh my god," and but it was I had to survive. You know, so when I was looking at, you know, what it had taken me to, you know, be in that position to even ask God, it was, you know, what am I to do? It was almost to listen to and respond and do whatever I needed to do until I could be free. Mm. It was almost like don't rock the boat. Don't force the hand. Um you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Okay. So it's almost like you chose the part, you know, and I've written this in my book as well, is I'm not going to have a pity party. I don't have time to have a pity party. I'm not going to lay down and lay down in the mud. I use the example of the mud. You know, people get muddy and life throws them up, knocks them down, and they decide, okay, I'm going to stay in the mud and wait for people to come by to help me or pick me up. Well, just like we talked earlier before, sometimes people are just going to look at you and keep walking. And say, you, you, you know what? You said, you know what? I'm going to overcome this, and you became an overcomer instead of someone having a – and one thing about me, I don't – you know, myself, personally, I don't like people having a pity party. We can have a pity party all day, but that's still not going to do anything. So it shows the other part. Yeah, I, and, and you almost have to. Um, you can't do the why me. I, obviously, you're not supposed to question God. So I guess saying, you know, what am I to do and not the, you know, why me. I did struggle as a child with that because I constantly saw really strong nurturing, you know, uh, relationships. With, you know, daughters were bonding with their fathers and, you know, um, grandparents were, you know, you would, you know, get dropped off over your relative's house. And it just never really just hit me with the, you know, why me? Like, why me? It was, like you said, more or less, it's like, what am I to do? And I I just know that the creator guided me through. And still today, I feel that way. My next question, how hard is it raising a family knowing that you don't have an identity yourself? You said how hard was it? Yeah, how hard is it now? How hard is it raising a family, um, knowing that you don't have an identity yourself? Well, um, are there any obstacles? Well, in the beginning, um, no one knew about anything. So, 
when I released my book in 2011, no one, and I had, um, you know, had, uh, I had children, I had two children at the, you know, at an earlier stage. So no one connected. So in like behind the scene or under the radar, I continued to build the information about myself. So even though it was a slap in my own face, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you just spent thousands of dollars, like thousands of dollars, you know, tracking down someone who doesn't exist. There is no such person with Simone Smith. It's, it's a fake. It took me forever, ever, ever, ever. So I would that with my children. I never shared that. So under the radar, I had went on and continued to work. I was not going to tell John Hopkins that I'd worked for them and they'd given them false information. I was a good after, what, six years with them. I think it was eight, eight years at United Healthcare. I, mean, it, it, I had to feed my children. I had to survive. And because I didn't know or have a lot of details, I never said anything. And what did it was is that I'm no one's sister, cousin, niece, aunt, daughter. I am nothing but a child of God and a mother. Mm. And, and it was jeopardized. I, I sat here thinking, like, I've purchased homes. I have several bank accounts. I have two different insurance policies uh, valued at $600,000 apiece. And it didn't dawn on me that the one thing that I'd strive to be the best at, the one title that I knew that I could do good was that being a mother was basically, again, about to be stripped from me again. And it didn't dawn on me that if I died today, the book is entitled, I Am the Ancestor Known as Monique. Before I die, I must share my story. I never told my children. So had I died and not you know, empower my kids with that knowledge. Do you think that they would have been able to go to Department of Social Services and collect benefits from me? No. Um, without a death certificate, well, you got to have a birth certificate to get that. So all of what I built, again, I was faced with. Now might as well say my children were abducted. So little did I know that the, I had prolonged sharing with them that their documentation is now um uh, falsified because unbeknownst to me, wow. I, I signed my children's birth certificate. I signed a fake name. So now it's almost like I've been abducted and so is my four children. Although there is a strong, uh, obviously, relationship with their dad on their side, even though they're not close, you know, m- most moms' children are with their, children with their mom. But, yeah, so me having to sit my children down and tell them, you know, under the age of, you know, 17, you can't go to Ancestors.com if mom dies today or if I die tomorrow. You can't go to FamilyTree.com and build. This is it. I am it. This, and it was a shock to my children. My son looked at me and go, is that what it all was family in North Carolina, Virginia? So it kind of came in one sense. And then my mm-hmm. oldest daughter, she kind of got it, you know, and I said, you know, you know, you you can't say that your great 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 grandmother worked at the White House. You maybe you have good hair because you have Indian in your in you, and you know there are no stories. You know, um, so it, it was very difficult. Um, it was very difficult. It still bothers. It doesn't bother me. I'm human. Um, I have emotions and feelings, but my kids are better kids now, knowing 
And that's the way I raised them. It's just like with regular parental, you know, things that they came to me about smoking. I prefer them to find out the right way about it in our home than outside. Just like with social media today, I, you know, I need to let them know the dangers of social media and not let their friends say, oh, no, it's okay, you have a Google account. You, you know, you have a Twitter account, you're putting on inappropriate pictures of yourself. No. So just like with my story, as I raised it before, I kind of applied the same thing uh, with the story of my life. Um, and it was my way of building a legacy for my kids with no lineage. So, Monique, I mean, how, I, I hear you say the kids are um, better now, but or better for knowing um, I should say. So how do they feel about the whole, your whole journey or or the situation period? How do they feel about that now? Um, if, if I had to answer for them or answer on their behalf, I'm comfortable. They've never shown the way for me. My daughter, even though like she's 24, my son is 20, um, they are excelling in life, normal or regular. You know, I don't, I don't see them saying, "Oh, because of the life you have, I, I'll know, I'll be no one or nobody, or you ain't nothing." Because, so, you know, I just see the regular, you know, mother daughter, you know, son mom relationship going. Um, I think it, I think it hurts them. It's almost like a, a cancer because it's mm. like they. You know, they, they, it's like I'm still a survivor. So, you know, it's still, I'm, I'm still missing. So they're living it like right now. So every time the, the child that goes missing, um, the media may come to my home or they may call me for an interview at WEA. You know, there's a, so, and their friends may say, oh, I saw your mom on television. Well, how is she missing? So they've built enough strength to be able to share it and then share what I do for the community and their involvement with what I do with the community. And, Michelle, you've seen the pictures, like they're not forced to go through this journey uh, with me. They go beside me, and I give them options mm-hmm. to say, you know, you don't have to expose yourself here and if you're comfortable about this. So they actually come home, and Julia may say to me, and she's uh, 13, Oh, um, Mr. Hammond said that they saw your information at the local bakery for your awareness campaign. So, you know, me doing it, they they get it, and my you know, in my efforts of the preventative measures that I take at the colleges or and um, the, the middle schools with the outreach programs, um, they get it, they embrace it. Um, like I said, I give them options with it, so and I'm happy about that because. Um, psychologically, that was something, again, that I thought was so important that if I did die, no one could tell my who was going to No one told anyone to help me. And I'm still fighting the National Center of Missing Exploiting Children, so I'm still going through certain components. God has given me the strength to tell the kids, if I could do it with nothing and nobody, mm-hmm. If I was to lose the material component, any of the, you know, the insurance policy, the properties, you know, the fund, the monies, um, you you got you you've got to do what I did, and I've I've given you the skills, the life skills to be able to do it. Not saying it's going to work, but I've instilled in them the importance of them being who they are with what they have and doing it well. 
Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to give you some props and kudos um, because, honestly, I have um, gotten the chance to watch you with your kids. And I mean, you you know, you post on Facebook and things like that, but I've I've gotten the opportunity to watch you. And you are an excellent mom. You are like super mom. <laughs> you're fabulous. I love it. Um and I you're so I involved. She she does every day. She wears a cape. You are just you're just really involved in your children's lives. You are a blessing to them. You're an inspiration to them. And I'm not them and I'm I'm not necessarily speaking, you know, for them, but I'm saying and what I see every time I'm around you and your kids, um, I just see that relationship and and um how much they love you. So I I am just, you know, thankful to God that that is what came out of this situation. You know, the situation happened, and, you know, it wasn't a great situation, but you are definitely a blessing to your kids. But you got to remember, and I thank you for that, it's individuals like yourself. So because I don't have family, I I feel comfortable with the connections and the relationships. So people who get me get me and people who don't, don't. And when we talk, you are a filter for me because, remember, you know, without having the aunts and the role models as I grew up, my role is being a mom. So watching you and hear you talk about the relationship with your son, talk about your relationship with your daughter, you know, what you do as a woman to educate them and be supportive, you know, because I'm not going to um, look to get advice or support um, from someone. I'm not saying that they don't have the ability to give it to me because they're going through their process, but it's, it's young ladies like yourself. I mean, you're a, a business owner. You're a woman of power member. I mean, you've gone through so much, and then you still have this empowering spirit. So, you know, I can hip hip up you all day, young lady. <laughs> That's right. We got plenty of the hips to go around. All right, ladies, let's stick to the interview now. All right. All right. All right, now, Ms. Monique, our next question, which is um, one that's been on my mind as well, very energetic, as I said before. Where did your drive for missing children come from? I know we've talked about this, and and I would think that, after what you've been through yourself, you will continue to put more energy into your work, your children, and and all the other endeavors that you have. And you know, let the world worry about those things, other things that's going around them. But you now you have a passion. I mean, for it. So, you know, some people say as they been through the experience, I've been there, done that. I'm just going to move on with my life and not look back even though they know they should help. In the meantime, they don't They don't want to look back because they know what they went through. But you chose the opposite. You chose to you know what, I'm going to help those who are going, those families, those people that need me. I'm going to, you know, anyone that needs me who's ever been in a situation like this, and I know how, how I felt. Where did that drive come from? Um, I guess that my circumstances and I thought it was my circumstances um, because after the development of the book, 
I just I, I noticed that my outreach to the National Center of Missing Exploited Children and uh, Black and Missing and a few other human trafficking um, organizations, um, and it just it became you know a, a work. It wasn't that it was a passion. Now, because of again my circumstances, I really didn't have a desire to be. Anything but a mom. So, like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be a doctor. You know, I want to be a fire marshal. You know, it, it was never those to me. But as you just said, with the energy, uh, you know, and I, you know, the, I'm very talkative and, you know, my presence is, like, in your face, boom. And as I was working on the process, I, you know, I, oh, when I get older, I'm going to calm down, you know, I'm 30, and oh, and I turn 40-something, oh, I'm going to calm down, and I, you know, 45, I'm going to calm No, it wasn't happening, it wasn't happening. So, to me, it was like, you know, God was like, hello, hello, like, you know, you didn't endure the pain, yet you had the pain, you survived, but your voice is the voice of the missing. Like, you know, to me it was God had spared me because I, I'm I'm hitting areas that are not touched. If my regular Facebook page known as Monique, I for I will always get a weekly basis an inbox or a message live on my page, the comments of, you know what, Monique, after a child is reported missing and I'm looking around, and I'm, I'm all concerned. And, you know, three months later they said, you know, there's a visual and the child is still missing. And, you know, six months down the line and the child is still missing, and local authorities, you know, are asking the community outreach. A year later the families are all coming together and there's yellow ribbons everywhere. And all I could think of is, you know, that child is, is gone. That child is dead. And your story is letting people know that all missing children are not dead. Because the body bag did not come home. Yes, it is a cold case. Local authorities are no longer working on it. The investigation team has put it aside. You've become a number. And what you have done to me and my life as I share your message now is that people need to continue to look that there's hope. I've become to many a beacon of hope because there are so many individuals that are looking for their loved ones. Um, the classifications now have gone from uh, modern-day slavery to human trafficking to missing abducted, uh, forced prostitution, you know, even with each regulatory and trying to define how to support uh, an individual that is rescued has grown. So the energy and the drive is more or less like, you know, my way of giving God back and paying rent on this earth for the life that I've been given. So, um Yes, it's it, it's heartbreaking when I see other, you know, families and family reunion, and uh, you know, people are oh, I'm going to grandma's, and you know, da 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 da. So it it touches me there, but what it does is it inspires me to continue when I can make a missing child poster because people still assume that law enforcement creates them. A lot of people don't know. So what I'm I'm educating people that you know you can. Tell the police when you dial nine one one when they say, "Oh, but maybe they ran away." Wait twenty four hours. No, in the state of Maryland, you are now responsible for posting a missing person's child alert as well as an Amber alert immediately. 
and that's where the 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 recharge and my re energy comes from because that knowledge that I'm able to bring, I'm one more person reaching people who did not know in today's time, even in today's time, the media is everywhere. A child goes missing every forty seconds. Mm-hmm. Every and mm-hmm. and people still and people still go, oh my god, where was the mother? You know, wow. so that that's the drive, that's the energy, that's the that's the drive is that you know, I was spared. You know, my body remains or not in a wooded area or in a dumpster or the, you know, the bottom of a river. Um I have to be the voice. My goal is to be of missing children. My face is to be of missing children, like Jared is the subway. Like Susie Orman is the finance. When you think of finance, you think of Susie Orman, you want to save money. When you think of losing weight and you go to Subway, you see Jared's face, you want to lose weight. My alert, my face to let people know that we are here and we are combating what's actually happening with the awareness campaign. Amen. So, Mo- Thank you for that. Monique. I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. Monique, I was um, going to say, so as an activist of sort with the human trafficking, missing children, um, do you have any direction that you would like to see, you know, the system go in as far as what we're currently doing now and and maybe some things you see or have a vision for that can help in that situation when there's well, a child yeah, missing. When when uh, Felicia Barnes went missing, um and the one of the delegates, Jill Carter from uh, the state of Maryland, had us testify in Annapolis, and now we have a new state law. Um, so what we do as a state is not great and grand, but it is a step towards progress as far as identifying and keeping track mm-hmm. of the who uh, go missing. So the continuing uh, efforts with lobbying, educating the law enforcement, getting the community awareness out there. Um, I think this um, new alert that they have on the cell phones um, is a great driver. Um, it's just getting people to respond. It, I see people when the Amber Alert goes off, it kind of like it's a nuisance. They just hit the button as if it's an alarm clock. They're not really looking at the message that comes through the phone to kind of say, you know, there's a nine-year-old boy missing in, you know, uh, the northeast end of Baltimore um, City. Um, so, you know, just the awareness piece, I think that's that's the biggest part. Um, what do you do when you see a missing person fly? A lot of people will say, oh, my goodness, well, I, I, I pray that they, they return home safe. And that's it. Now, what I'm super stupid excited about is the amount of people, based on the Known as Monique Foundation's effort, even with social media. So when a child goes missing, I build a platform, I do an intake, and I will throw it on Instagram and Facebook, and I will hit about eight states, which means that the people who are connected to my page, that means that's actually going to hit other areas, other states, because, again, they could quickly be transported right out of state. So while we're posting flyers on the corner or on the block of where the child resides or the school and the playground where they were last seen, you know, within hours they've already gone across the street. So with those efforts of seeing how many people repost and reclick 
and use social media to get that awareness out there, it's huge. That is such a huge success. Um, that's one of the pieces that I am proud about um, that the foundation does, um, at least with the awareness campaigns that we do. Amen. You're almost like a guardian angel of the missing mm-hmm. children right now because we need someone to be a voice in our country, you know, because, again, people like to look the other way or, you know, as you said, it, if you have to jump on it right away, you can't wait to 24 hours, as they say. You can't wait to a few days to see if they show up because in a few days they could be dead or in 24 hours they could be dead or in 24 hours they can be uh, across the country somewhere or another country, but we would never know. So aware, the awareness key is let's take care of it right away. Right. Statistics show that within two hours of an abduction, a child is usually male or female, um, is usually mentally abused, physically abused, um, was raped, um, and within two hours, potentially dead. It only takes within two hours that they are um, actually dead. So just imagine living beyond the two hours, the two days, the two weeks, the two, you know, months, the two years. It's it's a it's a tragedy that's growing. Um, it's really a difficult process, but I see, you know, the day to day person getting involved now is what they can do. That role player now role playing in the recovery efforts and the search efforts is it's huge, and that's really what's important. When I do the campaigns at the high schools, I've done them at um, and at, uh, I've done them at the colleges as well, like Hopper State University, BCCC, Morgan State University. You know about what you need to do is when you see something, say something, you really physically have to pay attention now to everything. You can no longer think that this is happening in foreign countries. People say it's not happening in your own backyard. So I'm so excited to see some of the mindsets are shifting to seeing how quickly it's happening um, right from the schools. I mean, we just had kids uh, at least once a week um, for the last four months, if I'm saying it right, four months, where a child was potentially abducted just from leaving home to school or school back home. Wow. Wow. So a lot of people okay. now look I, and I'll be honest, you know, I, you know, at work when those alarms go off or you hit those, you know, it buzzes, and those those things could be annoying. But again, that could be someone, that could be one of our children or one of our friends' children that's going missing. So I'm, I myself, am glad that they did that instead of waiting 24 hours and then doing it because, you know, again, you said it takes only two hours. If you wait 24 hours, then you know, you know, that child could be history. Well, I'm going to share with you tonight that you'll be the second person to know, other than the individual who's doing the video um, footage for me, is that uh, the Notice Monique Foundation um, is going to launch three uh, um, PSA announcements, and they're going to be um, small, short videos. And I can give you a small scenario of one using the content that we just shared that there, you'll see in the video an individual who cell phones go off, you know, they hear the alert, they look at their phone, and they just tap the button on the side and they put their phone down. Now, exactly. what scrolls across the screen is the content that reflected that there was a 19, you know, 98 Volvo red license plate tag, 
and in the background you actually see the car drive right past the individual who had the alert that they turned off on their phone. Mm, wow. Had, so had that individual, modern technology, mind you, how easy it is today. Now, before you wanted to not let your face be seen, you, you didn't want to tell, it was none of your business, but now with social media, with the alerts coming via the phone, and you glance two seconds to see that it was that Volvo, the color that it was with the license plate, you did not take that moment. And as soon as your head looked up, that you could have just saved that child's life that's inside of the trunk or that's taped to the back of the floor or, you know, in a bag in the back of the floor of that vehicle to alert the authorities. So those are the type of short videos that I'm going to release. And I'm excited to share that you guys are the first to hear it. Oh! Wow. You heard that it is totally with... awesome. Yeah, that so with, awesome. with the donations that we get, 100% of our donations go to human trafficking organizations that uh, take in rescue victims. Uh, we actually, you know, did some research. I had some volunteers and some sponsors that actually came out and helped us uh, donate to the homeless and try to reach some young adults that were on the street. Um, then it's National Center Misses for the Children and these um, public service announcements for awareness. Amen. And since so, we're on, I, I give us a little. Okay, go ahead. No, I was going to ask. Um, we uh, we are actually getting some questions and some comments in both the Facebook um, event page and then also in um, the chat room. So just let me know when you're ready to go. <laughs> All right, so what's going to happen is. We're we're a little ahead. We're actually past our time for our break, but we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from our sponsors first, and then we'll take a break. And immediately from our um, supporting part of the show, um, after the break, we will take the questions and answers. And um, Michelle, you can actually you're taking you're in control of the chat room, so I've seen some of those questions myself. But um, first, we're going to hear from our, sponsor, our supporters or sponsors, and then uh, we'll take a quick break. Um, and the note from our sponsors, music instruction for our learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our website at www.musicinstructionfal.com. Thank you. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and challenge the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.com. And lastly, another sponsor is Mr. Mark C. Rose, musician and master piano tuner. Mr. Rose works in the surrounding Baltimore area, and I've actually used him myself. So please contact Mr. Rose at 410-215-2696 for your new for your new person in piano care and tuning. And Ms. Monique, I'm going to put you on a brief hold as the questions are coming in. 
and we'll be back with you momentarily. Okay, Monique? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm 
um, when you invest in that dollar amount, when when you purchase phones and you're paying monthly plans, um, you may want to add a little bit, you know, an additional investment as far as being blocks or having an access or passcode that allows you to review the activities, you know, on the on their account. And with so doing, you kind of know that last individual that they're texting. If they ran away, nine to ten times they have shared it with a friend. Um, and, again, it shares the names. And, you know, with social media, you can kind of filter into some of the connections that they that they have on those lines when they ran away. But push the authorities, um, ask for names. People rarely, in the midst of being so upset, um, they fail to get the investigator's name, um, who's assigned to the uh, case when you call it in, um, if they give you um like di- different instructions, again, write the name down, the jurisdiction that they have, their telephone number, their supervisor, because that's going to be the individual in your point of contact for the ongoing investigation. So push push until they tell you that they have filed it, and if they say that they can't, then you would then proceed, you know, to go to another district, but nine out of ten times they'll instruct them. Wow, okay, great right. information. Yes. Yeah, the involvement has gotten so much better in the last two years. So it's really rare that they'll they'll say if it's a runaway, they still have to do an intake on the child. Great. Okay, just wanted to um, put a couple of the comments that are being made on the Facebook page. Um, we have Wanda, and she she's actually posting some links, which is awesome. Um, for the Known as Monique Foundation. So anyone listening, you can definitely go to the event page to get those links. And then she um, posted, never let your hope die. Your missing loved one is alive until someone shows you a body. So until that happens, you can definitely, you know, assume or hope that that they are alive. And one of the comments she posted that I really love is that insight, or this was on something that um, you had said, Monique, she writes, insight erases ignorance, pay attention to the behavior and signs of children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when we're seeing these kids out of, out here, you know, we really should be paying attention because the, the kids are really, you know, they are, you know, they can be taken advantage of easily. So they need us to be paying attention and looking out for them sometimes. Yeah, yeah, our children are facing challenges today that we never saw when we were growing up. You know, before it was more or less don't talk to strangers back then. Today mm-hmm. everyone is everyone is a stranger and everyone's a suspect. You hear time and time again your local law enforcement is there engaging inappropriately with our kids, ministers, the band coach, the basketball coach, the mentor, the educator. It is very sad and what these children are up against is huge. Where even in your own classroom environment you have your peers, these kids are luring their friends out for the new lace front, the new tennis shoes, the new jeans, the new cell phone, you know, the iPhone 6. So, again, I love what Miss um, Wanda was indicating um, with her comment is that as parents, we really have to, you know, we can raise our children. You know, we love and we will raise our children. It's just that what we have to do to fight what's happening in the world um, in depression you know, it's huge. Um, bullying, it's huge. So there are so many components that 
happens when the child's uh, self-esteem is dropped. It leads to um, being sexually abused, being uh, abducted, um, molested, and all of those things play in their place. So, yes, please, please listen to our young adults. They're, they're crying out in ways that, you know, that is best that they can, and we just need to listen and act on it. Great. Thank you so much for that. And um, also we have uh, a comment from Lady O in the chat room. She's saying, uh, have you give the tip on what people can do when they go to a movie theater or shopping mall? Oh, <laughs> someone has done my ID me registry. I do a... I do an ID me. A lady Odessa is like a huge, huge supporter. She's a fan. I, my, I'm her fan. I mean, it's just a huge thing. And what I try to tell people, abduction definitely does not discriminate. Male, female, uh, girls, boys, uh, seniors. And you're the last person when you're partnered up with someone. If you're out having a play date with your your husband, um, if you're out girl shopping with your best friend, and you're that last individual that if you say, I'm going to the restroom, they don't come back, or i got to get something out of the car and they don't come back, an hour has passed, you have to actually provide the information to the authorities to build a missing person folder and or a poster, and or a new case, which means when you are with someone, just do a quick snapshot. Don't take a pen and pencil. You have cell phones. Just remember they were wearing jeans. Maybe they had uh, beads going down the legs. They had on boots that had um, buckles. They had a distinguishing feature or a scar on their face. Those are the things that you can actually use to build a strong, detailed identity or registry for any um, intake. And it's not just about children. You hear that these college girls are going missing. Um, Lately, how many men have you seen disappear? And they're not coming back or coming up, you know, as murdered. So, again, that is so huge. In the malls, the movie theater, at the restaurant, shopping, on vacation, in today's environment, everyone is a suspect. So make sure that if, again, you see something, you say something. One, two, three, ID me. One, look at the individual and see what they're wearing. Two, try to remember it as much as possible. And three, notify the authorities right away. And thank you, Lady O. Yay. She's (laughs) one of the uh, sororities of survivors. Um, Great website. And I, I thank her again for her support. Fabulous. Um, we actually have a couple of uh, callers that have questions as well. Um, so the first um, question we're going to take is from a user with the phone number ending in 5816. The user with the phone number ending in 5816, we want to take your call at this time. So I'm going to... Um, actually uh, unmute that user right now so that they can answer their qu- or ask their question. User 5816. Hello, can you hear Hello. me? Hello. Yes, we Hi. can. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is Wanda Bivens. Ah, okay. And Hi, what Monique. is your question for Monique? I don't, have a question. I don't have a question. I just have a comment. Um, I just wanted to um, first thank her for uh, launching 
the known as Monique Foundation, um, it has become a near and dear subject to my heart, you know, not because I'm a missing person myself, well, maybe not missing in the aspect that she is. I'm missing in other areas. But uh, be that as it may, I am a mother and a grandmother, and I have nieces and nephews and younger cousins. And and as we know now, even adults are becoming victims of um, being missing persons. So I just wanted to personally thank her for um, her boldness and coming out and sharing her story and not being ashamed of who she is. And earlier today she made a comment that um, she is just a woman of God and, and a mother. And I wanted to let you know that being a woman of God is not a just. Well, you are a woman of God and you are going after the destiny and the purpose that God has laid before you the purpose that he created in you, even when you were in your mother's womb, you are not just, you are, you are doing what you were called to do, and you're doing it without a positive identity. That makes you, in my opinion, one of the most important people who walk this earth today. It's because of you that a child is going to find their way back home, a teenage girl mm-hmm. is not going to become a victim of mm-hmm. um, human trafficking. Some young boy will not get caught up in being a, a man who is out here trying to traffic another human being. It's because of your boldness and because of your refusal to remain a victim and to allow other people to become victims that we're having this conversation right now. So please don't ever refer to yourself as just a mother or just a woman of God. You are a human being. You are a lovely soul that has made a difference in many people's lives. And you know my story, T-E-A-R-S. That's between us. T is we know what that means. You have been an amazing force in many people's lives, and I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that so, so um, much, and, and th- thank you for that. I'm I'm emotionally tired right now, <laughs> but thank you for reaching out, and thank you so much for calling in to the show. Yeah. I can't think of another place I'd rather be. Aw. Thank you. Nice. All right. Thank you, Wanda. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Okay. And um, also, we had a comment in the um, Facebook page by C. Maria Wall um, when we were talking about role players and things going on, um, people not wanting to get involved. She she um, commented that her mother used to say that that's an old mentality, mind your business, it's not our business. Uh, but she said she's also been compelled to want to do something when she sees something that's not right. So I think that's something we all ought to strive for, definitely. Yes, we have an... Oh, I'm sorry, Monique. Oh, no, that's okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, we we also had another question um, by caller ending in 2662. Again, that's caller ending in 2662. 
we'll unmute you so you can ask your question for Monique. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, we can. Welcome. Hi, this is Tracy Wright, a woman of power. How are you doing, ladies? Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I, I um I'm so um and, you know, right now I'm so excited for Monique. Um, you know, right now um I know that she's an awesome mother and um hi Michelle as well. Um, my my question for you tonight, Monique, is do you still have a relationship with uh the person that was your so called mom? No, um, I actually ended that relationship in my heart. Is you know, I I forgave the individual, but I still have to, you know, just work um, with myself. But it just you know, someone who to me at this at seventy two years of age still walking this earth has yet to um, come to me and reveal anything that she knows. Um, that com- that relationship ended in 2009. So, yes, I know her whereabouts. She's still here. Um, the federal, um, uh, there's a federal investigation that's going on, uh, and I, I was just fortunate enough to start that in um, 2012. Uh, in 2012, yeah. I just, I don't wish any harm to go to her, but, of course, um, there's no sexual limitation on um, kidnapping, um, rape, Molestation, neglect, the abuse—you um, it's practically uh, eight years for every year that a, that a felony goes old. And again, my whole purpose is, is identity and not to allow this to happen to anyone else. So yeah, there's no—you know—there's no relationship. I do wonder, like you, when you asking me the question, that when something appears uh, on the radio via any type of um, media platform, what does this woman think? Um, where is mm-hmm. her heart to mm-hmm. allow me? To go through that process, so yeah, they, not, there's nothing there. It was my question, my second question. I'm gonna let this go because I know we have all the calls. Um, how you know? I know I've seen the relationship with your children. The my, you know, just I've been around you and your children. And it's just a beautiful relationship to me. How did you come to terms that I'm going to be better with in parenting? But what made you you just in it, and who, who helped instill that in you? I, that was in the earlier part of the interview when I, you know, when I was a child, um, I wanted to be a mom. And it, I knew okay. it had nothing to do with the abuse that I endured. It was just something that always that I, I wanted to be. I was, I was, I had prayed, I had prayed for six kids, but God probably just knew better. Girl, I'm just going to give you four. We're going to let this, we going to leave that alone. <laughs> but I want to say I love you much, Monique, and I love Michelle too. Thank you all for letting me um, just answer my questions, and, I, and this has been a blessed um, interview. Thank you. Thank, thank you for that strength-building question, Tracy. Thank, thank you. That's a that's a strength-building question for me. So I thank you for that gift tonight. Okay. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, so, Monique. Yes. I don't think right now we don't. I don't see anybody. If I missed you, please um, tap one on your phone, and and we'll get you in. Um, but I wanted to ask about the um, the the things that you have going on now. Um, you know, as far as the outreach you're doing, I know you mentioned a couple of things in the beginning. 
But um, just some of the things that you have, because you have a lot going on. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Again, I think I'm going to take advantage of the knowledge that I've gained from 2013, 2014, that I'm carrying into 2015. Um, I've done so much with the foundation, a lot of supporters that's been there for me, a lot of the personal investment, which is so worth it um, to be able to get uh, another step closer to working with the National Center of Missing Exploited Children to be able to maybe even do some collaborations um, with Black and Missing, um, who are nationally known. Um, I was able to take my book, I Am the Ancestor, from a hard copy and finally upload it on Amazon as a number one seller. Um, The PSA announcement to help support um, the the day-to-day parent to do something really small that can make a big impact on safeguarding their loved one with some of the PSA announcements. I know I'm going to take advantage of social media again because I know everyone's quick, quick. Everything is fast, fast. So the 30-minute segments would be, I mean, 30 seconds, I'm sorry, would be such a a huge um, hit. I've tried them. They're working well. I think even hearing you guys as I shared it, it was an instant you got it when I shared the PSA about the new alerts that are going on. Um, I would definitely um, have plans on trying to get back um, in with some individuals here at the state levels to see how my foundation can help a little bit more with my re- uh, recovery efforts. Right now we actually create missing person folders for families who um, children, you know, go missing. And I literally go to their homes. I literally go to the streets. We 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 blanket communities with missing person flyers. I mean, we're out when the helicopters are out. Um, so that's really huge just to build my street team a little bit um, stronger, larger, um, and to keep the my campaign going. There's so much going on in the world, it, you can almost get drowned um, with so much um, of the, 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 I guess I don't want to say struggle, but the, um, the I don't know, this the turmoil that the world is going through with our young adults, um, just to keep the campaign um, just thriving. And I'm excited about all of the releases that we have coming up um, so far in the first quarter of the year, and I thank you for asking. And the Facebook page um, for Known as Monique, and the website, www.knownasmonique.org. Um, we try to keep that updated with safety tips. Um, we definitely try to keep it updated as well for any of our upcoming events. Um, if anyone wanted to partner and or make donations, feel free to follow us um, on any of those um, those platforms. Fabulous. I'll get out the way and turn it back over to uh, Hezekiah. Thank you, Michelle. You guys have been fabulous tonight, and I have no problem with just letting you guys do what you do. And I definitely want to thank those who actually came on and asked, you know, a couple questions um, because, you know, as they say, no question is a dumb question. only dumb questions we have or comments is the ones we don't make because everything we're doing here tonight is to help not just the community but the world at large because it's not just a problem here in Baltimore City or County, but it's a problem at large with the missing children, missing people, you know, people being abducted, things are happening all over the place. And I definitely appreciate um, Monique um, for coming on and um, just being part of us. I'll back up, and she can just give us at least we have about less than 10 minutes more of the show. 
And if you still have any more questions, you can still go into the chat room and also um, come on, you know, press one on your um, handset if, you, you know, if you're listening live. But um, just give us some more information about, because um, I am an ancestor. I am the ancestor of your book. I'm sorry. And I see you posted people started purchasing the book, you know, as we're speaking. People are excited about everything that's going on right now, and they're starting to purchase your book. So just give us some, you know, more information about your book. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, again, the premise behind the book is it was a, it was just a small means um, of sharing my story. It was an attempt to write it down. Um, and people said that, you know, that I, my closest connection said, you're trying to tell your children um, you may want to do more with it. And I knew I did. I just didn't know what I would do um, and how. I wasn't the author. I wasn't looking to be a Nobel Peace you know, Prize winner. Um, and it actually evolved. Um, so, again, looking to my children to give them a life that I didn't have um, in one sense, but then able to be able to share the story and now to see what the story has, you know, done for so many um, other people. And, uh, you know, people looking at the title, they get it. Um, it and it's being an ancestor, you know, it's it's much, much easier to show people who you are and have them believe who you are and, and not be the ancestor that's gone who didn't live their life, who didn't get to share their story, and someone else attempting to do it. You know, you, you'll you be up in heaven looking down at earth like, hey, hey, that's not what I meant by that. Whoa, back up, back up. <laughs> like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> and I try to live my legacy live. I really, really... You know, and I'm not, I don't fake it. Um, the energy is there. It's real. Thank you for sharing it. You, you sense it. You feel it. You see it. Um, and, I, and I'm a gold digger, G-O-A-L. I have gold. And in the book, I Am the Ancestor, you know, it kind of evolved. It, it's just like we're sharing the story. Yes, I knew in 1998, but I didn't share it in the book until 2011 because I didn't know how. So it took me time to even learn how to self-publish the book and how to, you know, pull it together and how to, you know, actually get it printed and, you know, the ISBN numbers and, you know, and I showed my children what I was able to do. And I'm trying not to cry when you say, but, you know, when you can say it, you go from being a nothing on a nobody to something by, you know, doing what you can with what you have. You know, it's just like that, that old record everyone knows is, you know, use what you got to get what you want, but it was almost, you know, do what you can with what you have. And I Am the Ancestor afforded me to do that. I was able to celebrate life at whatever level, and it included, you know, eating um, peanut butter jelly and, and Ramon noodles, or you know, for maybe a year at a time before I became a homeowner. And then a second, you know, my second home was purchased. And to be a self-publishing author, with, you know, just barely getting out of high school. So, you know, using what I had. So that's, you know, the strength that I was able to put into the book in hopes of sharing my story with my children that's now actually being shared across this country. Um, and that's 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 huge. I'm, I'm, it's such a blessing that, you know, it it takes me by surprise some days um, because it's still emotional. Like people will say to me, oh, you're not healed. Oh, you're crying and you're, you know, you need therapy. And I don't care what no one says. If you watch a commercial and you see 
they're starving children in other countries and they're drinking water that you cannot even see through you're gonna it's gonna you know put you to your knees and have you pray to God that those kids will have better water so I am healed, but I am still you know living the life I'm still missing. I am still unidentifiable, and the book gives me an opportunity to tell people what I've been able to do and how I'm able to support in any way I can and pass that legacy down to my children. So, you know, living my legacy live, it's it's an awesome, you know, it's an awesome blessing to be able to do. I I see people, again, struggling, and they, they have their identity. I see some people with a really relationship that they have biological parents, and they look at me like, girl, you better be that. No, but, you know, joking away. But the book, that's, you know, <laughs> the book definitely, um, it pulls a lot of strength um, for me, and, and I see so many others based on um, show, your show tonight, um, the reviews that we get on Amazon, the, the intake information that goes up on our page. You know, and when someone can tell me a year later that they knew my efforts um, helped return their daughter who was abducted and they didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. you know, that one life meant um, so much to me that God again spared me for that family. Um and I, that, and that's what I think I really love the, the, what that book brings to um, my mind when when I share about it. Excellent. And please tell our um, listening audience where they can get you know get a copy of your book. Yes, yes. Um, it's on Amazon. Um, and again, the proceeds one hundred percent are given to the um, for missing children and the outreach work that we do in some of the lower income areas. Um, it's called Known as Monique. I mean, I'm sorry, I am the ancestor known as Monique before I die, share my story. And it's also on our website. So if you click on the website, um, you could, there's a shop area that's there. We are in two stores um, locally in Maryland. Uh, one is the Ukanuba bookstore that's in Towson and in Greetings and Readings that's out in Hunt Valley. Um, so we actually have shelf life. And again, another accomplishment that we were able to um, put on our uh, on, on our um, shelf early part of this year on 2014. So I'm excited about that. But known as Monique, I can be reached on all of the uh, social media handles like Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Instagram, and it's easy to remember <laughs> um, because that's what I'm known as, Monique, and the email is known as Monique at yahoo.com, and I can also ship them out. Excellent. And we are now winding down for our next last few minutes of the show, and I'd like to take this time to thank the fabulous Miss Monique from known as Monique for coming on The Man in the Mirror and sharing her story and her life. And I also like to take this time to thank, uh, go ahead, Monique. No, no, I was saying thank you when you were, you know, extending that to me and, and definitely sharing my story with your, your listeners, your audience, and all the wonderful calls and comments, the words of, uh, you know, that was so encouraging. It was just such a great thing, and I thank you for your time as well. Again, thank you, and I'd like to thank my co-fabulous co-host, Miss Nichelle Johnson, for coming on and just helping me out tonight. And when I asked her, she jumped at it, especially when she heard Monique was going to be on. So I said, well, that was a no-brainer. So <laughs> I'm glad she got a chance to come on and help me out. 
So, again, Michelle, uh, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Oh, you are quite welcome. This definitely was not uh, a hard task. And just want to say, Monique, thank you so much for being an inspiration to everyone that you come in contact with. You are infectious, and we thank you for the things that you are doing um, in the community and what you're trying to bring about. You are blessed and highly favored, and, and I cannot wait to see what you're up to next. And good. And please go to my website at www.hezekiahlmontgomery.com and sign um, my guest book. We're now doing a fundraiser for Rediscovering Kai the Play. Check on my website and hit the GoFundMe link, and it will take you to our um, backer page. Please support the play, which will be out in the summer of 2015. Our goal is to raise $5,000. Again, please sign and support our cause. And again, I want to thank the beautiful ladies that we had on tonight because they made this show a very special show. Thank you for all those who called in tonight. You guys were fantastic. You guys really made my night tonight, and this is, this is going to be one of my special shows that will be airing um, by the end of the day, end of the night. So please give us about 45 minutes, and it will be on demand for you actually to listen to. And um, I know, Monique, this is one uh, feather in your hat again, and this is Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and I'll meet you at the mirror. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know tonight you got the in your trial, in your test, in your hard times.